When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Stop Viking Stop. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome into Vikings Event Line, the most fan friendly and interactive show in Minnesota sports. Vikings Event Line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, presented by Quick Trip, where we will very quickly here turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans, to express your thoughts. Not only on the game, which was a Vikings victory in Lambeau Field today. The Vikings have officially completed the trek back to 500. Four and four after starting the season, three games under 500, buried in an NFC hole. And so just from a football standpoint, the Vikings are back. They put it on the Packers today and they are back to 500. But probably the biggest news is the injury to Kirk Cousins in that fourth quarter today, boys. Phil Mackey. Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff, our executive producer. So um, if you'd like to get on the show, like always, you can send a request to, to the email address, vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. And uh, Declan will be sorting and spinning a million plates here over the duration of this show. Just keep it clean, please. That's really all we ask is that you don't get us fired here. But um, the Vikings, the only update that they have sent out to this point is just, hey, I mean, this is kind of what happened too with Aaron Rodgers at first. Is they it's it's like a lower leg, it's an ankle injury. More information coming soon. Um, we don't want to get too far ahead on the injury speculation here, but it looked really bad. It was non-contact. His calf kind of popped. It didn't look like a twisted ankle. He didn't get rolled up on. Um, a lot of people are speculating Achilles. I think we've all seen enough Achilles injuries to where. You know, when you know one, you sort of see one here. But um, Vikings win, Judd, but the Kirk Cousins injury cloud is the biggest thing sort of looming over this one. Yeah, absolutely. And that looked, I mean, it looked awful. It it looked, and when you see that uh, back of the leg, sort of the calf ripple like that, and to your point, the the, the ankle, if they had announced a foot, I, I would have been less surprised because when you go back and watch it, the ankle does nothing. Like, yeah. he doesn't get it twisted. It's, to your yeah. point, non-contact looks like something that you would probably see happen more on turf than on natural grass. Uh, but yeah, I, th- this is now, unfortunately, and, and just to be very clear here, cause I think we should bring this to our public here. Um, I want you all to know that, you know, we talk about trading Kirk and we talk about Kirk's clutchness or lack thereof at times, but when you see that happen to a guy, nobody's ever like, Oh, this is a, this is awful. 
Like this is absolutely, I just want people to know this is terrible. Like what we saw, I feel, I feel terrible for Kirk. I feel bad for the team. I, I think his season is done. Uh, but just to put it out there before any, anybody thinks, well, this is what this show. No, this is, this is terrible to see. Um, and this is now, I mean, I would expect that, you know, that Schefter or Pelissero or rap sheet here pretty soon is going to break the news that his season is done. Um, and we, there will certainly be time to turn to talking about what's next after that. Uh, but for a guy who has really never been hurt, man, this is just, it's such a blow and, and you can't help but feel empathy for everybody involved here. Yeah. And he, but dude, he was slinging it today. The offensive line was, was giving him time and he was absolutely the, the biggest sequence of that game today was the Josh Metellus interception where he ripped the ball away from the Packers wide receiver. And then right away, like, so they do, then they do the thriller celebration you know, yeah. on, uh, on Halloween and first play back, not a handoff three yards to Madison, you know, not some sort of check down. It was Kirk cousins knowing what had to be done and threw an absolute dagger touchdown pass to Jordan Addison. And, um, and that was, that was essentially what put the Vikings over the top in that game. But yeah, it's just for, I mean, for all the work they did to get back to 500, Jaron Hall is now the only healthy quarterback on the roster because Nick Mullins has to be on injured reserve for at least another week. Sean Mannion's on the practice squad, right? Is he still on the practice squad or did they, was it like a one week thing? Uh, they had him no, in the building for, no, the, I think he's, I think he's still there. And, and I think that if, um, if, so I think the rule for today was if Jaron Hall had gotten hurt, yeah, Mannion could, but, but Hall is like, he is the backup now. Yep. So he is the starter as of next so, week at this rate. So Vikings win. Um, and it looks like we've got some people populated in here. Dex, just your quick thoughts before you go back to uh, Vikings vent line at gmail.com land here for the next few minutes. Yeah, it, it's just an unfortunate injury because um, even though at times it looked like the Vikings should be winning that game easily and it was going into halftime, it was much more lopsided on the yards and, you know, expected plays and whatnot. But once they had the dagger in, you kind of thought, okay, they're going to get out of this. Uh, the Bynum interception was huge. The Addison touchdowns huge. And now you're four and four and you're going to go into the trade deadline and the easiest part of your schedule, kind of where you should be at four and four and a chance, a chance to still kind of run the table in the North. And one play later, potentially this changes everything so it's um it's gonna be really interesting next like couple hours and obviously next like 48 hours when the trade deadline hits and we'll analyze that as it comes but just a letdown after what usually is like anytime the vikings win big in green bay by two scores it yeah. should be a very big celebration and obviously it doesn't feel like that at all yep so all right let's um let's get to some vikings fans here we'll just kind of turn the show over to you guys it is vikings vent line presented by quick trip on the purple daily youtube channel vikings win but uh, the mood is a little bit, a uh, little bit more down as we wait for Kirk Cousins' news here. So, Dex, who's first out of the gate? Yeah, let's go to Stephen to start here. Hey, Stephen, what's going on? Good. How are you? can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you, Stephen. Cool. All right. Um, bummer, guys. I mean, <laughs> that's a perfect Viking scenario where they they rope you in on Monday night, you start to get excited again, and then. Boom. Oh, season's over. I mean, it's a bummer. I mean, we were talking about the natural tank, and then if it is Kirk Cousin is gone for the season, that's inevitable. Jaron Hall, Nick Mullen, Sean Manion, they're, they're not going to win us anything. So, I mean, we got the tank ahead of us. 
Or, you know, something I was thinking, some reckless speculation is, do we uh, call Arizona up real quick and see if Kyler's available? I mean, yeah, there's so much. Steve, thanks for coming on here. Steven, starting us off, you know, I don't know where you guys are at on this, but I, I have, I'm not ready mentally to sort of talk about who the next quarterback of the Vikings is outside of waiting for the news on Kirk Cousins. Like I've, I've seen people like call Tom Brady, you know, do this and that. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not quite there yet. I need like 24 hours to figure out like, what is this officially? Yeah. And, and I mean, we can talk about that, but I think the reality is uh, Brady's made it very clear he's done playing. Like, and and he has been on the couch. I'm not saying he's not in great shape, but I don't think I don't think TB12 is coming back. So that being said, if you're talking about like trades and stuff too, keep in mind the salary cap still plays a role here. So, so like, if you take on a quarterback with a massive contract and it's long term, i.e., Kyler Murray, that's your contract now. So. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to see um, what the end result here is. And I actually think that there's a better chance that if the Vikings were on the precipice of making trades uh, to try and improve themselves at four and four before the deadline tomorrow, I think that probably just gets put on hold. But I don't think that there's an option off the street. You know, people will say Carson Wentz or something. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. Yeah, by the way, Kevin Seifert from ESPN.com is at Lambeau Field covering this game, and he just he's outside the Vikings locker room right now, and he said, standing outside the Vikings locker room, and it is very quiet inside, especially after a win, a, a, a big win yeah. on the road at Lambeau to get back to 500. <clears throat> Ordinarily, it would be raucous and Kirko chains and everything, but uh, yeah. obviously very quiet as the team sort of waits for news. Uh, one of the cool things about Purple Daily is, our audience sort of spans very wide in terms of where you guys are from and what you do for a living. And um, this, I, I don't want to get too far into like speculation on the injury, but Dr. Alex is a foot doctor and he's here on Vikings Ventline and, uh, and he's provided insight before. So what's going on with you, man? Uh, just same as you guys. I'm just kind of numb right now. Uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, to, to handle the Packers in Lambeau like this and everyone just feel like this just gut checked. Um, it's unfortunate, but I agree with the analysis that we've all seen on Twitter from Dr. Chow, who tweeted out that it's consistent with a right Achilles tendon mid-substance tear. Uh, that's what I see, too. Um, you can see he eccentrically loads his right heel into the ground, and you see that rebound effect as the tendon tears, and you see the gastroc kind of reverberate and, and move there. So, uh, unfortunately, it, it does look to be that way. Now, now we've been wrong, been fooled by video before uh but it just really looks like that unfortunately and what what concerns me too is that they announced ankle and that clearly in no way shape or form that i could see involved that so and and look just to be clear here too i don't blame them like i don't think you're going to announce in game right Kirk, Kirk has torn his achilles and is done uh but that being said seeing that the ankle really didn't look doctor to be involved um, I think that our hypothesis is probably correct because the only other thing I could think of is, is if they had said foot, like he does step weird and, and like you can break your foot or break a bone. Uh, but I think I think we've all seen, unfortunately, because it's disgusting to watch enough of these Achilles now to come up with a pretty good conclusion just from from what we saw on that replay. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think they did the exact same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They called that an ankle right away. He was ruled out within five minutes of that game, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to 
skip ahead and people are going to have questions. Well, what does this look like in terms of recovery? Because the Aaron Rodgers thing is out there and, you know, there's, there's hope that he's going to come back to the playoffs, but I've been very vocal that I think that is nothing more than just hope based on the recovery that this usually uh, requires. And, you know, there was talk about, you know, Rodgers injury was where the surgery was handled differently with these bone anchors, something called the speed bridge system. I mean, this is something that we've been using for years. It's not new. Um, and it, it just allows you to make it a little bit more minimal invasive, a little bit quicker recovery, but not, we're not shaving months off. You know, we're shaving a matter of weeks off. And I have a study here that looked at 95 players returning from Achilles tendon repair. And the mean age was 28 years old. So we're talking about some younger guys here, but the average return to play was 339 days plus or minus 84 days, which really puts you at, you know, nine to 12 months. And if, the quarterback position can probably come back a little bit sooner than that. Like, you know, because you're not a huge man putting excessive load on that, Mm -hmm. but still I'd be very surprised if it's, you know, seven and a half to eight months is, is kind of what we're looking at. And you got to feel for Kirk because he's been playing his butt off all year. Um, From a human perspective, he was putting himself in a good position to get paid once again, this off season by whoever. And this is going to damper that because now we're questioning if he's going to be ready by training camp in July. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you do have to feel terrible for him because you literally go from I mean, he's hugging his teammates after throwing that pass to Jordan Addison and they're about to have, you know, the biggest win at light. I saw that the last time the Vikings hung a victory like this of whatever it was, 14 plus points was like the Brett Favre at Lambeau was the Brett Favre return to Lambeau in 2009. It's one of the biggest wins in terms of just, you know, beating the Packers handily in almost two decades. So uh, that's our guy, Dr. Lawson here, uh, loyal listener and brings the knowledge when it comes, unfortunately to, to the lower part of the leg. So, you know, right now we're still waiting for official word on Kirk cousins. Another note from outside the locker room here from Andrew Kramer, uh, our old uh, colleague, Andrew Kramer now at the star tribune Vikings get NFC North win, but he's also standing outside the locker room. But Kirk Cousins injury has has nobody in a celebratory mood in that locker room. Um, so they watch the players go into the locker room. Reporters standing outside the locker room are told it'll be longer than normal to get in because they have some things to discuss clearly behind the scenes. So And, and so uh, just to set the scene of that locker room as well, it's in a weird position. It's like on the second floor of the stadium, and it's very it's very small because the Packers obviously the home locker room is huge. Uh, the visitors room is very small. And when you're the media, it's sort of odd. You stand like right outside the door, like, like you get as close to the door as you can. Yeah. So like you can hear a lot more. There's some uh, buildings like, like uh, the Vikings U S bank stadium room. You're a long ways away. You can't hear anything. So like the the lack of noise actually means something here, and yeah, like if you you just lost your quarterback, and here's the thing that really really stinks about the entire thing too is you just beat a Packers team that for the first time in how long guys looks like it's pretty clueless. Oh but my god! Like right yes. now, a, a sweep <laughs> of the Packers with Kirk does not look like the ordinary. Well, these two teams always split. Um, the Packers played a dumb game. Uh, they clearly have quarterback issues. And so like, if you were the Vikings, when you went up, what, 27 to three, you were thinking to yourself, Oh my God, like this is what we've dreamed of for how long. And so for it all to come apart really just sucks. Yeah. Let's keep it going here. Vikings vet line on the 
Purple Daily YouTube channel. Thanks to all of you who've clicked that subscribe button and the like button here uh, to help us grow this awesome community of Vikings fans. Who's next, Declan? Let's go to Dylan next year. What's up, Dylan? You're on Bentline. Hey, guys. Um, it sucks, obviously. Um, I think we all feel for Kirk in this moment because we all watched quarterback, the Netflix doc, and saw the human side of him and all the work he did in the offseason. Um, it just it didn't look good. Um, I, there was a clip on Twitter. They put it up. It was like a up close angle and you just saw it just ripple. And it's yeah. like, Oh no. Um, but I, I guess going forward for next year, the bonuses, um, Jordan Addison was matched up against Jair all game. And he looked great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he looked great. He looked really Good. strong. Um, we have possibly a good running back room for next year. Um, I think for the deadline, just make some moves. Just try and hope for next year. Get some draft capital for KJ Osborne or Alexander Madison and just try and get some on the draft. Yeah, thanks for coming on here, Dylan. I think, you know what's, I think a lot of people are going to, including us, by the way, as we go through shows this week, you know, try to figure out, are, you, are we still talking about this year if Kirk's out? Like they're four and four, they're in playoff position. Are we talking about next year? But as you start to look around at the other teams, like, I guess if we were doing like hot takes, right, I would say that I don't know that your season is like you're still going to win three or four more games probably with the weapons that you have and the defense has been flying around. So what's kind of crazy about this as you process it, it's like, can they still now that they've gotten back to 500, even with backup quarterbacks, could they grind it to like eight or nine wins in a wild card spot? I mean, that's going to be a conversation here. It will be, but I guess my question is this. Let's say you do, because the the ultimate goal is and will always be trying to win a championship or to win a championship. How far can you get in the playoffs now? Well, and if you and right, nowhere. but if you don't yeah. but if you don't think that you can, does it make more sense to make proactive moves that look towards the future that set you up? Of course yeah. And this is all so, I mean, imagine dude, imagine being quasi right now. You know, this is already your oh. A lot of your decisions are already sort of dependent on this game, and now it's like this goes above him right now. Though this is going to be up to to the Wilfs. Like the Wilfs are going to have to make a call because if they want to, if if they want to do what I think that they were planning on doing with a win today and Cousins healthy, if they continue on that track, that's going to be them telling Quasi, "You can't trade guys." Yeah, so, so interesting. Let's keep it rocking here, Vikings Vent Line Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Eric next year on that line. Eric, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, yes. we got you, Eric. Perfect. Yeah, it was just uh, just tough to see him go down. And it just, I mean, I was watching with my fiance, and she didn't quite understand the whole circumstances. And, and she's like, why are, you, <laughs> why are you so sad? And I was like, I mean, it just it felt so just gut-wrenching watching him go down. And then you saw him kind of cheering for his – Cheering for the boys and saying, let's go. Oh, like it was, it was awesome. And it, the thing, this is exactly like the game that we wanted from the Vikes to, to stomp them. And it was like, if we could do this, what they were doing, we have, I mean, it, it is full steam ahead. And, and this just, I mean, just like Judd, you were saying, I mean, chaos, or excuse me, crazy. We had all these decisions to be making and then, this is just thrown into the pot and it's like, what is going to happen? And so it's, it sucks. There's, there's things we can look forward to just watching Jaron Hall. I get it. Defense was looking good. Everyone was clicking. It just, it's tough. 
it's tough. Yeah, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. I think he sort of, I think his mood and tone probably reflect a lot of Vikings fans today. I got a ton of notes too, right? Like, like positive notes or talkers, you know, Josh Metellus has had a phenomenal year. Like what he's done yeah. has been just inspirational from a defensive standpoint. A uh, Blackman c- came in as Doogie predicted on Twitter this morning and played more and played really damn well. Um, the kicker situation. Like there's just so many things that I had written down to talk about. And, and I hate to say it right now. It feels like they don't matter at this point yeah. because the, the uncertainty. And again, on a human level, it's impossible not to feel terrible for Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yep, and and you know one of the one of the guests a few minutes ago brought up too. We just we saw a lot more of him behind the scenes. It was hard not to just like, you know, as a dad and a husband. You know, I know that, you know, the two the the, the not working on Tuesdays thing. You know, we've sort of poked at that, but I think the biggest conclusion we all had after that Netflix docu series was, you know, he's a guy that you would actually, in a weird way, you know, probably enjoy sitting down and drinking a very very light beer with, you know. <laughs> You know, or just whatever. Like he's um, he's got a really interesting and, and fun personality, more than maybe was shown publicly before that documentary. And so let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Austin next. Austin, what's up, dude? You're on Ventline. Hey, y'all. So Quazy's guys work cut out for him, right? We're three and zero without Justin Jefferson. Deadline's coming up on Tuesday. We need to add three guys. Go get Dalvin Cook back, six-round pick. I'm sorry, Madison, not reading the holes very well. Cam Akers, they don't trust him. They're not putting him in for Madison. And then, you know, if we can keep our first-round pick, let's go get Devontae Adams and let's go sign Tom Brady. Let's go do it. Like, now is not the time to be like, oh, oh, the season's over. We're four and four. We're going to win two or three more games. Let's keep our first-round pick. Let's find a quarterback. I don't, you know, I mean, if it has to be Teddy Bridgewater, or Gardner Minshew, okay, but like we're on a roll here. And imagine Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, T.J. Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, Tom Brady, and then guess who's got the mic on on the sideline? Kirk Cousins. We're paying him money. Michigan State, Michigan, come together. Tom Brady, his grandparents live in Minnesota. Like if he's gonna come back. It's going to be for the Minnesota Vikings and this team because Brian Flores' defense stopped the Packers on how many fourth downs in the fourth quarter? Three. That's it. That's what okay. I got. And okay. now's the time to be optimistic and let's keep rolling. Let's live in the present, keep our first round pick, and let's keep the season rolling. Let's make it interesting. Bring it back to the 09 times. Let's go. All right. Austin, thanks for coming on. There's obviously like a, a, a time and place, you know, like to have these difficult discussions that they're going to face here. Like Austin is trying to look at this as, hey, they're four and four, right? They've dug Try themselves out of a hole. Try to be positive. Trying to yep. be positive. Um, and we're like, you know, we're all waiting on thin ice eggshells here to, for the Kirk Cousins news. But he's not wrong that Kwesi's going to have a very interesting decision or decisions probably to make here in the next 48 hours. Like regardless of this news, this is a very interesting position for the Vikings to be in. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Kevin O'Connell told Ben Lieber on the K-Fan postgame show that Cousins is being evaluated for an Achilles. So okay. we can we can move past the ankle thing. They okay. are now evaluating him. They didn't say this, obviously, in the moment, but for an Achilles. And we'll see if there's if there's more news here. By the way, I mean, if anyone can get Devontae Adams for less than a first round pick, like Vikings yeah. or anybody. 
Yeah, Go I, get him. He, he lost awesome. me a little bit when he said that. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's keep rocking here. Let's go to uh, let's go to our guy Nunu here. Nunu, what's up, buddy? Nunu. Hey, Nunu. Hey. We. Uh, I know it's a little somber, you know, and a little, a little, uh, you know, everyone's feeling a little down right now. Um, let me let's take things one step at a time, right? Let's talk about the game real quick. Very. Very good game uh, on behalf of the offense, on behalf of the defense. Defense really stepped up. Josh Metellus, Judd, like you were saying, played great. That strip, uh, the little strip interception that he had, loved it. Um, Harrison Phillips is becoming an anchor in the middle of that defense. I'm loving it, loving to see that. Uh, a little concerned about our corners. Uh, they're kind of getting, um, feel like they're a little getting bullied pushed around out there a little bit, you know, but mm-hmm. overall I'm loving what I'm seeing from the defense. Uh, mm-hmm. Offensively, Bernadison, you know, continues to show up and show out. TJ is finally starting to get a rhythm, starting to catch those balls that are in his vicinity, you know. Um, and then there's the Kirk injury, you know. That just, oh, man, it just made me sick to my stomach, you know. Like everyone's saying, you know, with the uh, documentary that we saw uh, earlier this summer, uh it sucks, you know, and it kind of gave me that Teddy Bridgewater feeling from back when he, you know, hurt his knee, you know, and yeah. I just kind of yeah. um, same with Bradford back when, what was that uh, 2015 season? Uh, 2016. 16. Next 16. season. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum season. Yeah. Um, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah so, um, interesting to hold, on, hold on. Declan, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, Ian Rappaport here let me make sure this is a draft and not i don't want to get a i don't want to get no, a it's, it's legit it's, go it's ahead. legit yeah, yep. kirk cousins has suffered an achilles injury he'll have an mri but often with achilles the mri only confirms so that's from ian rapport to uh, so we we ago. keep inching our way forward yeah. here and that we've we've gone from ankle to evaluated for an achilles now it's being confirmed that he has an achilles injury thank you nunu um now we're just doing an mri to confirm that it's a torn achilles i guess i don't yeah. So. Well, it, it now just it I think by this point of the reporting and um, assessments, the question is, is it fully torn or not? Keep in mind, Brian O'Neill in Green Bay at last season in December suffered a partially torn Achilles and he was still out for months like he, he was not pre- prepared to play for months. So I guess the best case, the best case, unfortunately, is it's not completely torn, but Kirk Cousins season would be done regardless. And I agree with the doctor this whole rogers thing until he gets back on the field i'm not buying it so like i i don't think that you can expedite this i think it is what it is unfortunately but the degree of the tear is probably what the vikings don't know officially yet uh but there is almost no chance that we're going to see him play again in 2023 yes um i'm just trying to there's I'm just going to go through some of the updates. So that's Ian Rappaport here. I'm going to go through some of these just for people joining us here. Um, maybe you're just jumping in right now because you're looking for Vikings content and news and information. 
So Kevin O'Connell just told the reporters, so all the local Vikings reporters and anyone else in that room, that the Vikings are indeed fearing an Achilles injury for Cousins. According to Ben Gessling, tests will confirm the severity tomorrow. Yep. Quote from Kevin O'Connell, we're thinking about our leader, our guy right now. Um, and then, yeah, Adam Schefter, I don't think he has anything more here. He just says, head coach, wait a second. Here we go. Uh, Vi- yeah, Schefter's tweeting a bunch of stuff here. Kevin O'Connell has says the team fears Kirk Cousins suffered an Achilles injury. So th- no one is saying that it's over, it's torn. Like I, That probably comes with taking a closer look tomorrow and Tuesday. So, But it's not good. It's no. not good. And it's almost almost certainly, even if it's not a fully torn Achilles, his season's done. His season is almost certainly over. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Vikings Ventline, Purple Daily YouTube channel here. Vikings did win the game today, but obviously their uh, their outlook is drastically different without one of the top, I'm going to say, 6 to 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. Because when I say 8 to 12 or 10 to 12, I do get pushback from people that... Well, I think it's safe to say the downgrade that you're going to see, no, yep. no matter how much we might hope, is likely to be substantial. You know, actually, and real quick too, because I, I I do feel like you know there's probably people I, I've seen it in our in the emails, I've seen it in the. It is worth we've been critical of Kirk clearly over the years. Yep. I do feel like we've praised him heaps when he's deserved it. So I I feel like we've had balanced discussions about a nuanced topic when it comes to Kirk Cousins. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's no one has said he's garbage, right? But for I, I do see groups of people that are, you know, this is what Score North wanted all along. It's what Judd wanted all along. You wanted a Kirk Cousins yeah. free Vikings team, right? Nobody on this show, for one, wanted Kirk Cousins to get hurt, okay? Secondly, nobody wanted to replace Kirk Cousins with journeyman backup quarterbacks or fifth-round rookie draft picks. The discussion about Kirk and whether he's the guy or not is a bigger discussion about First round draft picks and 2024, right? It was never replace him yeah. with Jaron Hall halfway through Jaron Hall's rookie season as a fifth round pick. So I'm just, I'm so sick of seeing some of that. And to project that is, I think, out of bounds here an hour after the injury happened. So mm-hmm. that's all I want to say. Exactly. Yeah. Let's keep rocking here. Purple Daily Vikings vent line. Let's go to uh, Dylan next year. Hey, Dylan, you're on vent line, man. Hey, you guys see me? Good? Yeah, we, yep, got, we you, got you, Dylan. Dude. Yeah. All right, great. So, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer this uh this whole thing with Kirk. You know, this such a Viking thing: two steps forward, three steps back. Um, but you know, on the bright side, I would say that you could definitely say that the culture here is taken is is very solid. Um, I didn't really see anybody waver. Actually, I seen the defense. Matter of fact, step it up once. Once it was pretty much figured out that he was done, they really turned it on and shut the shut the Packers down. Yeah, we're losing um, Dylan's signal here a little bit, Dax. So we'll put him back in the. That's all good. Uh, in the meantime, we'll go to Michael here next. Hey, Michael, what's up, man? Hey, guys, big fan of the show. Can you guys hear me good? Yep. yep Thanks, perfect. Michael. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm from um, LA, so we got a West Coast Vikings fan out here. Nice. Nice. I just want to um, say kind of sad today, you know, kind of sucks. I feel bad for Kirk Cousins, you know. I really love the win this guy, but, you know. I think we lost Michael, too. Yeah, having a little bit of internet issues, I think, some of our guests. It's all good. Okay. We got we got loads of guests here in the Vikings event line. Room, Let's keep we'll rocking to, it here. Uh, we'll go to Drago. Is it Drago? 
Drago is, I believe, muted right now on Vikings Vent Line. We'll All right, we'll, somebody, keep, we'll, try we'll, keep, we'll keep going down the line here. Cody, what's up, dude? You're on Ventline. Hey, can you hear me? We yeah, got perfect. you, Cody. Yeah, got you. let's do it. Awesome. Calling from Birmingham, Alabama. No, uh, before I die down here, so I had to settle for the next best thing. But so uh, Whatever you can get your hands on after yeah. uh, after that fourth quarter, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's sad. I mean, I'm, I feel for – I didn't want to see Kirk's time in Minnesota end that way, but I feel like that, that may be what – uh what we're seeing here so like thoughts on the future um i I really hope next year round one quarterback round two and this is a fan take kicker jesus christ (laughs) no no, you know no you don't want to kick in the second round just find a more reliable kicker but not in the second round no but we need i mean greg joseph come on i it's it's unreal he made all of his extra points today, but it, it's terrible it, because we, I know if we keep Joseph long-term, we find a great quarterback, Addison's humming, Jefferson's humming. We're going to make it to the NFC conference game and lose on a Greg Joseph 32 yard field goal. And I can't <laughs> handle that. I can't handle that. I'm trying not to think about the Kirk thing too much. Obviously that's the biggest story, but. The kicker thing, man. That's my next. I'll, I'll be. I'll be thinking about that yeah. for a while. Cody, thank, thank you, Cody. and thanks to the Philadelphia Eagles in the background there for yeah, uh, that bird was very, very spooky. Some, very spooky tune right going there. on right now. Yeah, actually, the thing that drove me the most nuts about about um, Greg Joseph today it wasn't the missed forty-two yarder. It wasn't even the 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 kickoff out of bounds. It was him stepping onto the field <laughs> while the Vikings, the Vikings were clearly going to go for it, and he's like, "Oh, it's my uh, kick a field Have goal. you ever seen that oh, before? No. Have you ever seen that before where, where the substitution is the kicker who thinks he's going in, but he's not going in? I'm sure it's happened before where, like, specialists come out. They think it's a field goal. But then, so, and Sean Hockley, every bit as good as his dad at explaining to the oh, audience, look, right? Here's wait what's for Royce right tomorrow. <laughs> Royce is going to go ballistic. He hates Sean. Why? He's great. Oh, because he, he explains called, things? Because his crew loves to throw flags. That's they do love that they did throw a lot. But they That's threw a lot of flags like. on the Packers. The Packers had eight penalties in the first half of this game have you ever seen a vikings packers game at lambeau field where the packers got flagged that often and frequently so anyways all right let's go back to the vent lines here on the purple daily youtube channel let's go to sharif next year hey sharif what's up man you're on vent line hey guys can you hear me yeah we got you sharif all right uh kind of like everybody else i'm just kind of down a little bit i've actually tore my achilles i tore it a year ago um so it's just it's a really tough injury, not only like physically, but like mentally, like after you're like physically OK, mentally, like wanting to plan on that leg and stuff like that. So kind of like what Jeff was saying with Aaron Rodgers, there's like to, in my mind, there's like a zero point zero 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 one percent chance that he even plays. So, hey, by the <laughs> way, real quick here, while, while we have Sharif talking about this, I, I, I would like to bring Adam Schefter's latest tweet. Um Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles today, according to a source. An MRI will be taken to confirm that it is torn tomorrow, but all the preliminary testing they've done over the last hour, Adam Schefter is confirming that the Achilles is torn, according to a source. And there's grades of tears, right? Sharif, as yes, far as grades. Yeah. So, so, so like it might like not com- be a full tear, but yeah, I mean, it's you still can partially tear. I completely just like 
shredded Ooh. mine. That's what my doctor said. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's just like it's just mentally that is is such a scary. And then I can't even imagine. I'm not a professional football player, obviously. I can't imagine 300 pound dudes coming off the edge trying to tackle me and legs getting mixed up and stuff like that. So I can only imagine, but yeah, it just kind of kind of sucks. We were getting back rolling, feel like we were going to get on a little bit of a run, and then this happens. So, yeah, man, Sharif, hey, thanks for coming on, sharing your experience and thoughts to you as a Vikings fan. Um, that's about as official as it can be now with Adam Schefter coming in, and yeah. and it sounds like Judd, you had heard a little bit of steam, just sort of like as the game was ending, that that there was. I mean, it was it didn't take them long to figure out. Oh boy, this is probably an Achilles. When we can guess it immediately, which we could, yeah. And and I will say this for all teams delay things, right? Well, we got to do more assessment tomorrow, and 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 he's going for a imaging test right now. I remember one year I, I was at the combine, and I was sitting at the bar, shockingly, by some doctors who were there for teams. And if you guys remember. A guy who played for the Wolves by the name of Robbie Hummel was with Purdue, yeah. and he and he tore his Robbie ACL. Hummel. He tore his a- ACL at Williams Arena for a second time. The game was on TV, and as soon as he landed, these these doctors just talking amongst themselves with me trying to eavesdrop said his his ACL's torn, like without any. Yep, they're, they're miles and miles away. So like these guys know. They know. I don't blame them for not announcing it immediately, but the point is, unfortunately, this is not a surprise at all. Yep. I sat next to Robbie Hummel in my high school, Buffalo High School, played, this was like 15 years ago, played in the uh, state championship game, or it was like a semifinal or something at the Target Center. And I was sitting just kind of down like near the court, and Robbie Hummel came out of Wolves practice, and he was like, what's going on here? A little high school basketball? And he just sat right down, one of the nicest guys you'll ever talk to. Yep. Good guy. But anyway, hey, before we uh, we're going to keep going here and, and now. So now it's, it's a torn Achilles. It's a torn Achilles. And so I think with when Adam Schefter comes in, uh, it's it's not speculation. So we can we can sort of advance the conversation from that standpoint. But let's shout out our friends. I think we all need a quick trip break here. Judd. I think we need a deep breath yeah. and a trip to our favorite local quick trip location. Hold on a second. I'm going to yeah, put get the that hat swag on, on. Do the read walking <laughs> billboard. Judd is. Uh, yes. And, you know, I've, I've been talking for a few weeks now here about how Quick Trip is your one stop shopping. They've got uh, choices for a breakfast, lunch, dinner, but they also want to make you a winner. And get this. So we saw the Packers today and we saw a team that, you know, you know what? Uh, the Vikings having Kirk or not, the, they will, they're going to have a very good chance to win here against the Packers because it's going to be a little bit of fun to see that team finally down. And Quick Trip right now, they want to help you make a uh, you a winner in the Gatorade Border Battle Sweepstakes. Purchase any ga- uh, Gatorade product with quick rewards to be automatically entered. Chance to win two group cabin suite tickets to the New Year's Eve game between the Vikings and the Packers. Prize pack includes one-night standard hotel accommodations and a Quick Trip gift card. No purchase necessary. That's right. Just go to quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. That's quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details, and you will have... New Year's Eve plans potentially watching the purple against the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yes. Thanks to Quick Trip for helping us power these purple daily shows on a regular basis. And a shout out to our friends at Ugly Deck. So this is a great time to start thinking about 
next deck and patio season here, Judd. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking right now, Judd, it's getting cold. Why would I think about this? Because you know what? You are going to save huge, and you're going to have a deck that's going to make you want to dance and party because UglyDeck.com is offering a Reserve My Deck package now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck. This is the key thing in the spring and save huge. This is only for a limited amount of customers who reserve their deck package now. UglyDeck.com offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, and you'll be the smartest DIYer on the block, saving as much as, get this, folks, $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with Ugly Deck, you get free plans of free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install all your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save. Again, it's this simple. UglyDeck.com. Click on Reserve My Deck Package Now. And if you do it now, you're going to save huge for spring, and you're going to have a gorgeous new deck, not an ugly deck, come springtime. Chip Scoggins was down there, too, uh, who you can you can find him a couple times a month on Purple Access with Judd here on Purple Daily. He's down there for the Star Tribune and said, the Vikings locker room was as somber as you can imagine over the Kirk Cousins injury, torn Achilles. Team believes uh, it is an Achilles injury. Tests will be done to determine the severity. So, But we do know that it is a torn Achilles tendon. For Kirk Cousins, Dex, who's next on Vikings Ventline here, Purple Daily YouTube channel? Let's go to Adam next here on Ventline. Adam, what's up, dude? Hey, guys. First of all, to anybody that says you guys were hoping for this, I I, I have some finger motions for them that I can't do because I don't want to get you guys <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate even though Thank I, you. Even though I uh, strongly disagreed with you guys, I'm not a Kirk lover or hater. Like it's, like it's like a political aisle. Like We're so far left or right on the <laughs> Kirk thing. Right. So he was good. And every time he signed a contract, yes, at the time his highest paid, but that by three weeks later, he was like fourth or fifth. Hey, right? Hold on, hon. Um, <laughs> Sounds like my um, house, Adam. Been there. Sounds like my house. Um, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But this is just, I mean, two things. We really got to worry about JJ now. Right. So who's going to, who's he going to be catching balls from going forward? Cause that means a lot to him. Right. So maybe we need to trade. I mean, it's right before the deadline, too. So we don't, I mean, granted, we'll know tomorrow, but not a lot of time to wheel and deal. Maybe the phone calls have already been made previously, but we need to stockpile some stuff. Because let's think about, yes, it's nice to think about getting uh, a Stroud or, but for every Stroud, there's a, you know, a stretching for. But JJ wants to have someone that can catch the ball. Or that would, can you, the ball. would you, are, when, when it comes to the trade deadline, just generally speaking, are you looking to add pieces to this year's team that's back to 500 and keep it going? Or are you thinking more assets for beyond 2023? Beyond right now, beyond 23, like before mm-hmm. it was like a corner or, um, you know, not, not, people are saying, get cook back. Come on. He's, he's toast. There's a reason why they don't want to pay him even $5 million a year. Um, but we just got to think about JJ right now. He's the only thing that matters now. Um, other than Kirk, you know, hopefully recovering well, obviously, but also too, at this point, Kirk may come back, you know, cause it is a seven to eight month recovery time. That's before the season at a much lesser price. Now we can still get, you know, trade Daniel and get a, you know, some draft picks for him, compile a bunch of them, maybe move up a little bit and get someone to watch underneath him. But now maybe, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but maybe we could get Kirk for like 15, 16 instead of the 25. Because someone that age recovering from Achilles um, injury is not going to be able to get what he was going to get this summer. Yeah, it's, Adam, by the way, Adam, we know you have to, uh, you have to get going here. So we'll say <laughs> goodbye to you. <laughs> 
say hi from us. It, it's such a, it, but it's such a conundrum now. Like, like this is the thing within by tomorrow afternoon, they need to decide how, how much of their current plan stays in place. Does this mean that they should abort the plan that if they won, like they did today might've changed things. Um, again, I'll go back to something that we have been talking about since they decided not to extend Kirk in March, which is, we don't know if they have a real plan here. Like for yeah. all we, for all we know, they have a post Kirk plan and that plan won't be altered that greatly by this. There's so many questions now. Um, I think the worst thing that you could do right now though, is go half ass, right? Like, well, we got this, but we don't have like, I think you need to make an end. I will say this, this is way above crazy. This is the Wilfs. The will, they need to be involved and they will be in a discussion about what the path is now. And the path, in my opinion, cannot be wishy-washy. Yeah. It can't be trying to serve two masters. The path, you need to pick your path. And unfortunately, as much as we want to talk about Tom Brady coming back, which is not going to happen, or Matthew Stafford being traded for, which in my opinion has no chance, um, unfortunately, I think that path very well might focus on largely 2024 and and just to be clear here too um this might change when jefferson comes back this year now but i don't think this changes i don't think that justin jefferson has ever been nearly as wed to kirk as some people want you to believe you know well yeah and that's a whole like there it's that's the thing there's two parallel tracks of conversations here there's like the oh, long-term yeah. track there's actually three there's the long-term track then there's like, what do you do for the 2024 season? Maybe because yeah. who knows how long it's going to take to recover, yeah. uh, or or if maybe I mean, I'm guessing he probably wants to rehab this and keep playing football, but you never know. He's kind of at that age where maybe he's had enough. But I think he's going to probably keep playing. But to me, like just in the next 48 hours, there are two big conversations being had with the Wilfs. What to do with Daniil Hunter? And if you decide to keep pushing forward this season and winning games, is Jaron Hall the guy that you're going to push forward with? Or is Nick, right. is Nick Mullins coming back in a week and, and all of a sudden he's going to be a guy? Or, like, this is honestly, this is what I think they're going to do. This team and this ownership loves taking shots on veteran quarterbacks. Loves it. Like, Kirk was, like, that rare guy in his prime that they could take a shot on right in free agency. Mm-hmm. All of the Matt Castles, Josh Freeman wasn't like a veteran, but like the Josh Freemans, the Sam Bradfords, the Gus Ferrats, like these dudes. Carson Wentz is just sitting out there. I oh, promise oh, you, promise you, they uh, will wrong, sniff wrong. around the cart. Right, dude. You're like it's wrong. gonna, it's gonna be Carson Wentz, Jaron Hall, and Nick Mullins. And <laughs> I think the most likely scenario is. Jaron Hall starts another week for sure because he has to because Nick Mullins has to be on the IR, I think, for one more week. We'll see what happens. They might be able to win with some of these games. They might just win by handing off and throwing just throw the ball to your weapons and get out of there playing defense against whoever the Falcons run. You know, Desmond Ritter got benched today. Um, But I honest to God think that there's a good chance they bring in a Carson Wentz. They stand pat with Daniil Hunter and. KJ Osborne and Ezra Cleveland and these expiring contracts, and they just stay the course. I think that's the the odds-on favorite scenario going forward. So you only do that if if there's a very important question answered probably tonight, and it's this: Can you now ride your defense? Can you ride your defense? Can you trust that if Carson Wentz starts for, for you, let's just hypothetically say in two weeks, okay? If Carson Wentz gets signed and starts 
for you in two weeks, can your defense carry you to the playoffs? That's the question. Because if you keep Hunter, you're saying yes. And and again, this is this is such a difficult position to be in because if you say yes, it's not like I can refute that and say, no, your defense really stinks because the Packers aren't, aren't good. Your defense has done some good things, right? Yeah. And it's improved. And look, yeah, Jordan loves a disaster for the most part until the second half when oddly he becomes mediocre instead of crappy. But all of that being said, I really think the question is you sit O'Connell and Flores down with everybody and you basically ask in all honesty too. So no BS. Okay. That question, can we ride this defense enough? But where they'll the, say, the, yes, dude, you can't ask the, the offense, co- you can't ask the coaches that question. Cause they're the going to say does yes. Their job. Well, and, and if they say yes, now it's up to you to decide if you believe them or not. This is like, this is such the only thing about the timing here is the deadline. If it was after the deadline, I think it would help draw some conclusions more. But, you know, everything you do tomorrow has now been affected by what happened today. And that's beyond the victory, which got you back to four and four. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So many things here in the next 48 hours. Okay. Who's next on Vikings vent line, Declan? Let's go to Sly next year. Sly, what's up, dude? You're on vent line. What's up? Um, Can you see me? Yeah, we got you, Sly. We got you. Perfect. All right. um, First off, prayers to Kirk and his family, you know. We like he said, we all seen the documentary. We see the the work he put on his body. So to have that suffer is is tough. But the chances of Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles and Aaron, and Kirk Cousins doing it in Green Bay is is astronomical in the same season. But my take on what y'all were just talking about, as far as the quarterback situation go, um, I don't feel like it's it's J it's JJ we got to worry about. I feel it's the future in general. Um, so my personal favorite outcome would be Jaron Hall starts as many games as possible so we can see what we have in him. And um, he's going to be set up when J.J. gets back if he's still the starting quarterback with Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, a good offensive line. You know, regardless what we do with Daniel Hunter and K.J. Osborne, he's still going to have a good offense around him to see. Even if it's not Jaron Hall, we can see what to expect from future quarterbacks that's young. Um coming in so that's all i really gotta say yeah no slide thanks for coming on man like one thing i I don't know if if it's like a silver lining or it's just one thing that's interesting is just seeing someone else besides kirk cousins in the kevin o'connell system the car there's some weapons i mean this is this is not a terrible car to be sitting in with this the way this offensive line is playing and you'd like a better running back in there somewhere but you know there's a lot worse situations for a rookie to be thrown in the fire Let's just put it that way. Here's what I'd like to see, too. And and with a week of practice before the Falcons next week, I do think Jaron Hall won't look as lost because he was thrown into an incredibly difficult position. Uh, But O'Connell has to be careful here. And I'll point to this. What he was doing having Jaron Hall try to throw on third down from deep in his own territory, and that's the only good point Jonathan Vilma had all day, was beyond me. It's like, dude, this guy got thrown into the fire. This is incredibly tough. Run the ball. The, he completed the pass for a first down. I will say that. Run the ball. Well, but then he fumbled too. Run the ball. Eat clock. Punt. Get out of there. Like that's the thing. The Packers on. The Packers had three late fourth downs and were unable to convert on all of them. And credit to the defense, they played well. But I, I would be very curious to see what the O'Connell approach is going to be. Because slice sort of right. You know what? If you decide, okay, fifth round pick, but it's happened before, we're going to at least see. Okay. 
I buy that. But what are you going to ask? What are you going to ask? Because you do have to be careful. And you certainly cannot give, give him the menu that Kirk Cousins went into games with. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings event line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Paul from PA next. Paul, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? I got oh, oh, we're doing better now. Here. You may have remembered him from before. But, what's his uh, name? That's Riley. 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 Oh, yeah. big yard. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, the first thing is, uh, I mean, I love the way, the love the aggressiveness of the defense, but it drove me nuts that near the end of the game, then when Jordan Love had to drive all the way down the field, did you notice it seemed like, oh, the Russian three, it's almost like they're playing, playing like last year's defense, and, and Love was able to complete some passes down the field and so forth, and that drives me nuts. Like, just keep rushing, because <laughs> if you got to get rid of yeah. the ball within one and a half seconds, if you can't make the tackle on the receiver in front of you, then then let them score the touchdown. But I, I hate that when teams go into that prevent mode. That that's what it's. I didn't think I would see that from Flores, but it seemed like it to me. I'm I'm not sure if that's what it looked like to you guys. It did a little bit. It looked like they were kind of in. It looked like even before the Kirk Cousins injury too, they kind of offensively even went into sort of. Uh, all right, I think we got a big enough lead mode, which. You know, that's that's funny. Like when a quarterback struggles for like two and a half hours against the defense you brought to the game and it's working and you're leading and it's 10 or 14 points. Why would you stop playing the defense that's been working for two and a half hours? Isn't that weird? Prevent, prevents, man. It's absolutely. Yes, it's maddening to watch. Uh, Paul and Riley's appearance presented by Nutrisource. That's right. Oh, I like it. Riley looked like a Nutrisource fan. I know Maya is a huge Nutrisource fan. We just got her another bag. Uh, this morning because you know she ran out last night and uh, she loves it she eats the same meal every day and is still super happy about it because Nutrisource is awesome oh yeah exactly right in fact uh, Stells woke me up at 8 a.m this morning on a Sunday and said it's time to get your butt out of bed you know why because she said I want my Nutrisource right now and who am I to tell her no when you when you find a meal that you love as much as she does with our friends from Nutrisource, then you know what? She gets it. Just like the guy. Oh, look at Vinny right there on the bed. Oh, he's oh, sad about Kirk. He's, he's sad about him right now. He's, he's sad about Kirk. Right now. Poor guy. He, he's sad about the Vikings. He's all excited before. That's right. Know. I mean, same thing. Mom left for work early this morning, and I, I I get a paw after she leaves, and it wasn't, hey, no, you you don't get to sleep in. Go back and get me some more Nutrisource. Man. Yeah. That's exactly what Vinny ended up doing. Mm-hmm. It's a NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Uh, officially today, the Vikings outgained the Packers, even with the Packers kind of just in garbage time, racking some stuff up. 346 to 270. Vikings wind up with uh, five yards per play to the Packers, four and a half. And the Packers were penalized 11 times in their home stadium against the Vikings today for 99 yards. Nice job, Pack. Go Pack. When's the last, when's last time that we saw Green Bay play not just a bad game, but a stupid game? Reckless. It looked like they were out with Jonathan Vilma in the house. It looked like they were doing some, I don't know. I don't want to say bounty gate stuff. Oh. I don't know if there was 20 grand. I on had the notes table, on but. him too. Dude, if you don't want to do the job, that's cool. But then I'm, and he knew nothing about those teams. Oh my God. <laughs> my guy knew everything about those teams. There's County Albert. You know, he, Lambeau Field. he does. But I mean, Green he Bay. Works. He preps. He preps like an SOB. Vilma. Oh my God. Yes. It's County Alberts, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Let's keep rocking here. Uh, let, let's try uh, Michael again here. We had some internet problems. We'll try him again. Michael, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, guys? Big fan here in uh, California. Just a West Coast Vikings fan. Got a few things. Uh, yeah. Kind of sad about 
Kirk, you know, sucks contract year, you know, unfortunate, really bad. But um, got a few questions for you guys. Do you guys think Jaron Hall can do it? And do you think KOC holds back on his plays until the 49ers games? Because, I mean, man, the 49ers game, he opened it up. It looked awesome, you know. It was just like, was he, like, holding back for the until that game? And um, and then what about uh, Byron Murphy Jr.? I feel like he's a good DB. I don't know. Like, what, what, what's up with that? You guys, I don't know. <laughs> well, some good he questions. He doesn't grade great. Yeah. PFF does not like him. Yeah, he's had a he's had a bad season, sort of eye test and pro football focus digging in yeah. uh, on the play calling. It does feel like there's just been some more creativity in the absence of Justin Jefferson. So Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. he scored a touchdown out of the backfield, lined up as a running back on the third touchdown. They also had him catch a screen pass behind a cavalcade of blockers. As far as can Jaron Hall do it, that is a big long discussion that we probably can't devote all the time to here today but I will say in today's NFL there's much more of an expectation that fair or unfair that if you've got some weapons and you can play at all that you should be able to jump right in pretty early in your career and make something happen I mean Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft and he came in and won a bunch of games in a row right like we've seen it Will Levis came in today and lit it up for four touchdowns for uh, I'm going to say the Houston Oilers because that's the uniforms they were wearing today. Gorgeous uniforms. I love those. So if he can play at all, he should be able to do a little damage with some of these weapons that are around him. So I guess we'll see. And don't forget, the Vikings scored a rushing touchdown today. That's they right, did. folks. A rushing touchdown, their first of the first season one. in game eight. Crazy, man. Yeah. Only like three or four other teams in the last 25 years have gone this long without scoring a rushing touchdown who's next on vikings vent line let's go to tristan and trinidad next year fellas you got us okay yeah we can hear you yeah we're coming calling from uh stockton california and uh this is my brother training what's going on you guys what's going on dudes we we are also uh laker fans as well great lakes in minnesota true to the purple and gold (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Love we uh, I'm super impressed with um, Addison the way he's been playing. I think that uh, we have like a top ten receiver in the works right now. He's leading the league, I believe, in uh, touchdowns. I think yeah, he has think, seven right now. Yeah, I think he yep. has seven. And yep. yeah, and uh, the other take is that I think um, we're gonna see what Quasi's made of right now. Uh, you know, he has some big time decisions to make and. I don't know. We're going to see uh, how he rolls the dice. Do we stick with uh, Hall or do we uh, make some phone calls? And uh, I, I think it's I think it's uh, more going in here as optimistic versus pessimistic. And I think that uh, we have a chance to really make if we can't pick up anyone within the next forty eight hours. Then my my opinion, I think that we should be focusing on what we can get on next year because uh, we're four and four. The defense is rolling. Yeah. We possibly could have two of the top ten receivers coming in when, when JJ comes back. So we might have the two best duo in the league coming up soon. I think uh when when JJ comes back and him and Addison together right. fire. Yeah. Uh, no, Addison, yeah. Ad, dudes, thanks for coming on here representing our uh, California Bureaus region of right. purple daily fans. That's fans. awesome. Yeah, I mean Jordan Addison has been just Everything that you would have hoped. I mean, imagine if during that draft, people are, I don't know, is this a good move? Should they have traded back, right? There's all these other receivers. He's tied for the lead in touchdowns halfway through the season. What more could you have asked for from this guy? Oh, he's guy? been great. 
Yeah, that He's the rookie right. of the year awards become obviously like who's the best quarterback and Stroud will probably win it. But if it wasn't for CJ Stroud, I think Addison probably would get this award, no problem. Yeah. And trending that way at least. With Jefferson playing, we knew you know, we've talked about this since training camp. We saw from day one Jordan Addison was really good. I didn't know he was this good. Like he is an immediate impact guy. And with Jefferson out, it's it's opened up. See, this would have been a great talker. This has opened up if Kirk doesn't get hurt, like when Jefferson gets back to Phil's point, do they keep the creativity and do we see the ball spread around more? Like, how do they do that? Because, because I do think that Jefferson being out forced O'Connell's hand to actually improve as a play caller. But if you had Kirk, which you don't now, Addison, Jefferson, Hawkinson, like you could create nightmare scenarios on a regular basis if you kept the play calling like it is now. There are so many different things. Um, let's just quickly touch on this, though, okay? Because I, I think it needs to be made clear. They might go out and sign a guy. They might trade for a quarterback. But all of that being said, next Sunday, Jaron Hall is going to start. Like mm-hmm. you cannot get a quarterback ready. Sam Bradford didn't start against the Titans in week one of 2016. Yeah, he needed two weeks, and he exactly. was a, a veteran. Yeah, Exactly. So, like, the, like uh, Jaron Hall is going to start against the Falcons unless he gets hurt in practice or something, which is not going to happen, likely. Um, and the other thing is we could talk about guys who would come in, and I know Bradford sort of set a precedent in our minds, but learning an entire system like O'Connell's, if it's a quarterback who hasn't run that system, that's an enormous ask. Because, the first of all, the coach has to pare down his play calling. But second of all, if you don't know that system, and I tell you in two weeks against the Saints, all right, go out and start, I don't care how long you played. That is a huge ask. So, like, there's a lot of things here that it's not just – it's not like a starting pitcher got hurt, and now you're going to bring in, you know, make make a trade with the Reds, for instance, and bring in a guy who, who can just automatically pick up the pieces and start. Yeah. Um. So th- there's a lot more at work here than just go sign Carson Wentz and allow him to start. That is an enormous amount to process in a very short time for even a veteran. Yeah. Let's see who's next here on Vikings Vent Line. We're an hour into this thing. If you're just joining us, Kirk Cousins has a torn Achilles tendon. He is likely out for the season. Who's next on Vent Line? Let's go to Aaron next here. Hey, Aaron. Hi. What's up, Aaron? Hi, Aaron. Hey. So I um. So Michael actually asked the same question I was going to ask you guys and love your guys' show. I watch every day. Thank you. Uh, my question was about the KOC uh, being more creative since Jefferson's been out. And my thought have been, is it because like in the back of his mind, he's like, I got to get Jefferson the ball. Um, I don't know. Or is it because we have more tools out there and they're young? I just kind of wanted your opinion on that, which you kind of already gave. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Aaron. Thanks for, thanks Thank for you. jumping on here. Um, Thank you. I don't know why. He, like clearly, they've they've he's got these plays that involve like Jordan Addison being put in different spots as a chess piece, Brandon Powell coming across on jet sweeps and whatnot. Like this is what Miami and San Francisco and Detroit and some of the most creative, high octane offenses in the league are doing. Right? I mean, Baltimore to some extent. I think she's right in one thing. I, I think there's no question that O'Connell and I totally get this too. Uh, feels. Um, an urgency to get Justin the ball because he is incredible. What I don't understand is, and this is the question that, that confuses me. That doesn't mean you can't be creative. 
Like it literally feels to me like the formations and creativity, and I might be totally wrong here, but just from the eye test, it feels like the, it feels like the formations and creativity with Jefferson out have increased. Um, and I guess my question is, okay, I understand the, the want to get him at the football, but why wouldn't you continue to do it through what appears to be more creative means? Yeah. I, I can't answer it. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, because it, it's funny because like, I feel like Jefferson, yeah, early on in the first season of KOC was definitely put in some different places. So mm-hmm. who knows? All right. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Matt from PA next. Hey, Matt, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? I love your show. Thanks, Thank Matt. You. you guys are rock. Uh, yeah, what I really want to touch on is the indecisiveness of KOC's call right before that Greg Joseph missed field goal. How do you not run the ball? That was what was irking me. That put our quarterback in that position of injury right there. And then out before that happened, I was screaming at the TV, why do it? Just run the ball. Just run the ball. Worst way could happen is that field goal. Hey, we're still coming away with three points, maybe seven there. But don't quarterback in that position of an interception or what happened with the injury so yeah Matt, and Matt, matt's audio is cutting out a little bit but i think i'm not i mean you know it's kirk could have gotten hurt on any play i was actually more annoyed in terms of nitpicking koc in this game i was more annoyed with not going forward on fourth and two when greg joseph missed the field goal that was a, that was a different sequence i think than what matt was talking about it was us first quarter right because mm-hmm. that and, and then they actually came back and did the tush push, uh, yeah. which which I don't understand. So that play was uh, uh, I thought it was fourth and one, but fourth and two uh, from the Packers. Twenty four opening drive. You are making a statement. And by the way, by that point, you can tell the Packers begin games now on their heels. Why wouldn't you just say, you know what? Screw it. Just go. And yeah. and I think part of this comes down to and it's weird because, again, I think the O-line continues to do a good job. I think he just genuinely doesn't trust his run game because of a lack of faith in his running backs. And here's another question. Did Akers get banged up in the first half or do something that I completely missed that was wrong? Because at halftime, I believe the rushing attempts were eight for Akers, four for Madison. In the second half, Madison was the guy again. Yeah. Did I I miss something there? I didn't, they didn't say anything on the broadcast that I I didn't hear it either. And they didn't, the Vikings PR didn't, there's, so. I wish we could talk about all of these things in depth. It'd be a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, chess move conversations to be had if it was just like, all right, here was a great Vikings victory. Holy cow, they're off to the races. But obviously the Kirk Cousins torn Achilles tendon has different ideas here. All right, Declan, who's next? Let's go to Kyle next year. Hey, Kyle, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. What's up, man? What's up, Judd? Thanks oh, for yeah. What Love the show, man. Phil, sometimes not so much, but that's neither here nor there. He's out on me. He's out on me. Okay. <laughs> oh, two God, out of three no. ain't bad. <laughs> love the show, guys. Um, just a, a couple of things I wanted to uh, go over. Then the guy right before me kind of hit on it a little bit. But number one, obviously, you want to – a topic, obviously, is Kirk. It, it sucks. Man, it, it's it's like – it's that balloon, man, and it just pot. I mean, it, I mean, everything is just going boiling and boiling, and then you get some crap like that that happens. So – I, I'm just so ticked at KOC, man. I, I, I don't get it, man. He has these moments in the seasons, and like, even last year where he was like, man, this guy's so creative, and it's he's so innovative in this new offense. And then we we, we, we come out of half, and, and, and my boy Metellus gets the pick, and he takes it back, and then he, he puts Addison at running back, and he runs the wheel. 
And then he, and then we're going up to go up three scores, and this guy calls a freaking pass. Like, okay, two sacks in a row. We get sacked. He comes right back and tries to pass it again. I, I, I just, it just makes no sense. We have a chance to go up three scores. Green Bay's not doing anything. They're not doing anything, and we just let the guy. We just let him back. We just let him off the hook. Now, Kirk, I'm not saying that he could get hurt on any play, and I understand that. But it's, it's, it's just like boneheaded stuff, man. It's like, what the hell are we doing, man? Like, run the ball, like. You talk all year about how you want to run it. I'm going to run. We, we got to stick to the run. And then you have a chance right there to, to, to at least get it. Greg Joseph in uh, uh, some sort of – he missed the one earlier, but 42 or whatever it was, and you take a sack. It's just stupid stuff like that, man. I, I don't mean to rant, but it's just it's just one of those days, fellas. It's just one of those days. Yeah, but, and, I th- and Kyle, thanks for coming on, right man. We now. appreciate it. I think, like, because of the way the game turned with the Cousins injury, it's like some of the other things are heightened – you know, if you, if you were sort of mildly annoyed by one thing, you're probably pissed about it even more than you would be. So let's keep the train moving here on Vikings vent line. Let's go to Rod next year. Hey, Rod, what's up, man? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. What a great game, huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got mm-hmm. you, Rod. We got you. Okay, great. So just a couple of points. Uh, season ticket holder was at the San Fran game, won an exciting value. But even then, I was still on the trade deal. Let's go get some draft capital. You know what I mean? We've got running backs that are good. They're not great. Man, there's some first-year guys out there got to be sitting on somebody's practice squads or secondary that they'd be willing to get or wait for the draft. Lastly, just like the O-line committee says, we're between Sheryls and uh, Boone, you mm-hmm. know what? It's a business. These guys know. Let those younger guys come in and play. Let's see what we really got behind them, and if not, develop them for the rest of the year. Uh, crazy as far as you look at Blackman and Addison, can't say. Those are two great picks. I mean, what Blackman did on a couple of those uh, defensive plays today was awesome. And definite improvements there. The Cousins thing, I'm a Cousins guy. I always liked him. Is he the greatest? Did I think I can get there? Probably not. But, uh, yeah, the best to him is family. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see us just move on. Let's get rid of those guys with no contracts. Let's go for it. Let's go get some draft capital. I still want a Super Bowl playoffs. Ain't gonna isn't gonna make my day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Rod, the clock's yeah, ticking Rod. for Rod if, uh, if we're sticking <laughs> to our mission statement. But that is, I mean, that is an option that you could. That's the thing. It's like if you trade away. Let's say they decide. By they, I mean, quasi convincing ownership in the next 48 hours because the coaching staff ain't gonna want to trade Daniel Hunter. But if Quasi said, "Hey, objectively, we just lost our quarterback. Come on, guys." We're not, even if we sneak in, like, let's be real here. I have to manage a three to five year window. So I am, I am going to do that. We're going to make a trade here. You can still win games. You know, I think that's, that's the crazy thing with the schedule and looking at like the, the Packers are, you're probably going to sweep them with or without Kirk Cousins later this year. Mm-hmm. Does Quasi make a decision that the that the coaches and players would hate in the next forty eight hours? Is the first question. And then, if he does, how many games can they still win? Because they've got a bunch of beatable opponents on their schedule. Oh man, this is. And you know what? If you were if you were still scuffling, it'd be so simple, right? Like you probably would have been on track to make those trades, and then you just fulfill that. Uh, but now you've got a locker room full of guys who have been convinced by O'Connell that it's not done. And I'm sure he's still trying to convince them of that. Yeah, yeah. And then is the GM going to swoop in and say, no, sorry, guys, we're, we're going to make you weaker. Like this is where this is just 
one of the most interesting days in Vikings history, as far as I'm concerned, because of, and, and the other thing too, is in 16, when Teddy got hurt, that was a pretty damn good team assembled. And it was before the season and they had gone in with the plan that Sean Hill was the backup. And I always said, you could not go into that locker room in week one and be like, okay, guys, we're going to roll with Sean Hill. It's going to be great. Cause everyone would be like, he's a, you know, he's 74 years old. Um, but that was at the start of a season where there were expectations. This is now four and four and you've sort of come back, but you don't know. It's so much more uncertain. It's so much more uncertain than that team was. And, and if you do weaken the team now, what does that do to the team? What is, I mean, there's just so many question marks. Yep. It's a, it's a testament to Kevin O'Connell because you're right. He, I think even without Kirk, he's probably has this team believing and let's, he's, he's going to, now he's going to, all wonder, the energy he poured into Kirk the last year and a half, he'll now pour into Jaron Hall, you know, minute by minute every single day of practice. I wonder if we'll get the Vikings.com KOC postgame sp- uh, speech. That could be highly emotional. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. Right. If we I mean, get unless, it, unless he didn't give one, right? It might have been well, or said, "I don't want this out there" because, like, I mean, can you imagine what the uh, emotions were? By the way, Alec Lewis from the Athletic Vikings beat writer says Vikings locker room was pretty emotional. Multiple players, leaders, tearing up over how much Kirk Cousins has meant and means to them in the locker room. Harrison Smith said, "Quote: I can't describe it. You really just have to experience it to know." Um, yeah, just man, just a devastating injury for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Who's next here on Vikings vent line, Declan? Yeah, a couple left. We'll go to uh, Gus here. Hey, Gus, what's up on vent line? What's up? What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? We got you, Gus. Good, good, good. Man, Ben, love the content. Love when you guys have Boone on. Good stuff. Good good stuff, man. Thank you. Uh, Been a Viking fan. I'm 52 years old. I've been a Viking fan all my life. Down here in Fort Worth, so you know what I'm going to get all the time. Cowboys, Cowboys. Man, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. A uh, couple of things, man. Uh, really sad to see what happened to Kurt, but hey, let's let's get the kid in. KLC, you that good of a coach? Let's get creative. Give him a package and uh, front office. Let's get some. Let's get some defense help. Just see what happens for the rest of the year. You never know, you know. And also, let's get rid of this kicker, man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Just no, come on. Can you be consistent? That's all. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Love the show. Peace out. Thanks, Gus. I appreciate it, man. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a rough one for old Greg. First Uh, five games, he was consistent. And now he's back to being. Oh, here we go. Yeah, starting in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? They start to win. He gets wildly erratic. Uh, yeah, they've funny. never lost a game in which he has what missed a extra point. You think O'Connell tells him? Yeah, they're like yeah. seven and zero in games yeah, that he so misses an extra. You think about. O'Connell tells him? Hey, your inconsistency hey, helps us, dummy. If you could just go out and miss an extra point here, we you need to get put your need to get a big win here. When we stay on, <laughs> it is that's the greatest moment. God, and then they show him; he's just like, yeah, oh, we're uh, all confused. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's right. next up here on Vikings Vent Line? Yeah, let, let's uh, let's wrap it up here with Brian. Hey, Brian, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Uh, happy to be on the show. Love it. Um, so, first thing, I just don't know where these other wins are going to come from with Jaron Hall. We don't have a running game that we can lean on. Madison finished the game with 31 rushing yards on 16 attempts. What's that, 1.9 average? So, with a young quarterback, you need a, a strong running game to lean on. That's where we're going to get these. I just don't understand where we're going to get these extra wins from, unless Hall and KOC are somehow – 
able to to do something but um i just you know that i just uh if we rewind two weeks we were all on board well at least i was i'm the number one kirk hater and the vikings fan i don't want him on the roster next year so i was already looking for 2024 and this just kind of puts all that into motion so i think it'll be a blessing in disguise we are no longer going to be stuck in Vikings purgatory. If we win, or if, if Kirk Cousins was, was still on the healthy, what, we get maybe 10 wins, we maybe win a, a wild card game, and then we're out in the divisional round, and we're picking, what, 24th again? Hopefully this way we get a top-round pick, start the rebuild, and let's uh, let's get this going towards 2024. So I just don't see – I'm not very optimistic for the rest of this season. I just don't know where these – wins are going to come from with zero running game so love the show keep it up fellas thank you we'll brian you appreciate you Thanks. coming on man by the way kevin seifert is from espn.com vikings beat writer he's just been kind of tweeting out reactions from the players in the locker room over the past 15 20 minutes sure so harrison phillips said quotes we're thankful for a win for sure but not a normal three-game win streak vibe i would say Garrett Bradbury on playing without Kirk Cousins, quote, it was just weird. Whenever the Vikings are out there, Kirk's out there. Brian O'Neill said, quote, Kirk lives and breathes being durable out there and available for us. It's surprising and it hurts. People don't understand how much he means to us. Uh, TJ Hawkinson said, quote, excuse me. There's nothing really I can say about it. I just love Kirk to death. I love his family. I love him. I love everything about him. To see a guy like that go down is always tough. Uh, and then Kevin finishes up by saying, long story short, the Vikings postgame locker room seemed more stunned and confused than morose or angry. Everyone just, everyone and everything just felt off. And mm-hmm. end of Twitter thread. I think there was a speech because, um, Will Raggett's from SI said Kevin O'Connell says his last game ball in the locker room went to Kirk Cousins, and you can tell he's devastated by the news. So whether, I guess, to Judd's point, whether it actually does get released by then, we'll we'll see. But there was probably a speech, but, man, it might not be as obviously pepped up like Harrison Phillips is talking yeah. about there either. Yep. Right. So, well, any other just – by the way, we're going to be live again tomorrow on the Purple Daily YouTube channel at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time, just sort of – we're going to sleep on all this and we'll have some more forward thinking conversations. We'll get Alex Boone's because there were some really interesting things to look at on film, offensive line perspective, um, just Jordan Addison and kind of the placement of him. So we got a lot more coming at you. Purple daily on draft is going to be very interesting because Tyler Fornis has been for like three years, the number one Jaron Hall. I don't know. Supporter, yeah. if you will, oh, or, yeah. or, Hey, like this is a guy to watch out for. So I'm sure he'll have a great, that's, that's a great discussion uh, for him. But any just final thoughts as you guys sort of digest a, a very conflicting day for the Vikings? Um, it's too bad that we can't talk about the fact that this looks like this is the decline of the Packers. Like, we have not seen it since the 70s. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know how you – I don't get the same sense from Jordan Love that I got from Rodgers in 2008. And Aaron was not a finished product back then. But you watched him, and, and you're not like, oh, God, this guy's a disaster. Um, it's too, it's, I really thought part of today's show, and unfortunately this can't be the case, was sort of going to be, um, dancing on the problems of the Packers that look like they could be coming for years. So 
just unfortunate for Vikings fans that we didn't get that opportunity. But obviously, um, as the players reflected, this did not feel like your ordinary win, especially against the Packers. Yeah, it's just going to be, I'm so intrigued on the next 48 hours of this team. Um, yeah. Obviously, with the injury here to Kirk, what just what do you do? I'm I'm obviously excited to talk to Miles and Forno on Purple Daily on draft on Monday, too. But in general, just from the Vikings perspective, I, I kind of agree with the uh, sentiment that this does have that Teddy Bridgewater feel when he had his gruesome leg injury. And where do you go from here? And I'm just fascinated to see what direction it takes us in. Yeah, I was the guy I was when the Vikings were up by three touchdowns. I was sitting there kind of what's my hottest Vikings take for tomorrow. And I landed on it at one point and I I'm not just like making up a hot take here. I promise. I thought before that injury that this was actually a bigger win and a more impressive win than last week's win on Monday night against the 49ers. Just because of we went over all the data for the Purple Picks episode. Like beating the Niners was huge, obviously. They were without Trent Williams and without Debo Samuel, so they were weakened. You were without Justin Jefferson. Right. But that was a home game. It's Monday night, crowd into it, everything. Now it's like, okay, how many times have you seen the Vikings win a big game, playoffs or regular season? A big emotional win. Holy cow, we've gotten to a new point in our season, and then they lose the next game. It's it's mm-hmm. a I feel like it's a constant in recent Vikings history. And so to eat and the Packers are bad, but like to go into Lambeau Field on a short week and and all the data sort of going against you that we went over on the Purple Picks episode, and to not just like win an ugly game, but to just stick it to them. And they probably like early on it, they probably should have scored more points, but at the end of the day, like they trounced the Packers. And like right up until Kirk's injury, that was my biggest take, which is they are validating everything that I have sort of suspected from a, an analytics perspective, that this team is way, way better than the record. And now we won't get to see that play out in the way that it was going to like with Kirk cousins, you know, hot hand and Justin Jefferson coming back with, right. With this offense, like we'll see what they can do with Jaron hall, but you know, it, it went from, wow, this is like, this was an emphatic message to say, Hey, we are over the slow start. We are ready to ride, go forward here and maybe even challenge for the division. And, see how far we can go. And now they've got to figure out how to pick up the pieces here and what they do at the trade deadline. So. Absolutely. So with that, that's a wrap here on Vikings vent line presented by quick trip on the purple daily YouTube channel. We appreciate all of you who click that subscribe button and the like button and all of you who help us uh, just make this the go-to community for Vikings fans in the state of Minnesota, around the country, around the world. We appreciate you guys, and we'll have plenty more to talk about, a little bit more forward-looking when it comes to the Vikings and this Kirk Cousins torn Achilles tendon. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.